Welcome to Move Fast, Lift Heavy Podcast. This is co-host Joe Roscoe coming to you live on our YouTube on Wednesday, the 2021 years after the year zero. It's a pleasure that you're listening. Thank you so much for joining us. If you haven't yet, please subscribe, rate the podcast, like it, swipe up, double tap, wherever you're listening to this thing. Just do all those things and we'd greatly appreciate it. Help us spread the word about Move Fast, Lift Heavy. If you haven't heard about our online training program yet, MFLH Train, you can check that out at MoveFastLiftHeavy.com or uh, head on over to our Instagram at MoveFastLiftHeavy and you can see all the links and all that stuff. Get yourself a free t-shirt when you sign up. You can train just like Christian Harris, CrossFit Games athlete, founder of MFLH. Um, yeah, let's bring him on. I I think it's that time already. I probably missed something, but, uh, we'll do it when Christian comes on. So please welcome to the podcast standing at six foot one, 202 pounds, full bearded, frosted tipped hair, swagged out chef daddy of them all. Christian Harris. We're here. What up? We're back. What up? What up? We're live. What up? What up? All right, that's what I'm. That's what I'm talking about. That was. That was. <laughs> that was better. All right. We'll. We'll keep working on it. We'll keep working on it. But all right. Um, all right. Yo, what's up? What's going on, my dude? Well, I got my early morning suffering out of the way with the MFLH programming. Still getting better over here, but you know. Still suffering, but I feel like I don't start my day off officially unless my heart has been in my throat. So, um, thanks to you and all of your evil programming, that's been uh, that's been going well. How have you been liking those uh, Tuesday turnups? Oh wow, those forty-minute moms! Like you get through the fourth or fifth round, which is about about it's exactly sixteen to twenty minutes, and you start to think to yourself, "Wow." I have to do this all over again. Like I still have five more rounds of this. And uh, then, then round eight is when my head usually starts to tingle. I get these like tingles in my head where, cause I'm in Miami and I'm sweating buckets. So I'm probably at that point overheated and dehydrated and just about to die. But I made it, I made it. You're making it through. And listen, yeah, I put- with these with these forty minutes, imams. Obviously, you're you're getting fit, but we're also accumulating some volume strategically um, over the course of forty minutes. Uh, but also, it's a mental challenge, right? So, because of that long duration, you have to really find and, and dig down deep to to finish out. So. Yeah, yeah. I you know I, I guess I'll say this live, but um, we, you know, we were talking about some athletes and and you'll recall this and one particular athlete i was like that guy's legit like he's he should be really good right and you're like yeah but when things get tough he's a a you know what and i started to think about that during my training sessions i'm like you know what 
no matter what, I never want Christian or anyone else to ever say that about me. And uh, I know they wouldn't anyways, because on a comp floor or even in training when, when stuff's on the line, I'll die before I, I let someone say that. But yeah, mental toughness in that is, is crazy. Um, let's get into a uh, drop. Any drops coming up? Any apparel stuff happening? Wendler already released. Huge success. I didn't. I didn't get anything. I showed up and everything was sold out. So I don't know who I got to talk to to get the hookup. But you know, I got a guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, up next, we have. Uh, what do we have? We have our thankful collection coming soon. Um, we're gonna actually release something. I think on Monday, we're gonna do a, a Veterans Day drop just to kind of uh, say thank you to uh, the servicemen and women for all their hard work, allowing us our freedoms to get to do what we do on a daily basis. Um, and cool. then we're going to get into our thankful drop. And then finally, we've, we've talked about it before, but the fitness and fellowship. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be here soon as well. All right. Nice. We'll uh, put that on the gram. <laughs> so make sure you keep following us along at MoveFastLiftHeavy. Just hit 32,000 followers. Thanks to all the followers out there. Keep them coming. Um, yeah, let's, uh, get into our guests now. Why don't you do the intro, Mr. Christian? All right. Our next guest, I had the pleasure of officially meeting him, uh, to CrossFit games this year. He works for a company you might've heard of called whoop probably can't miss him in person either. You said I, I weighed in at six, one, I think Mike is about six, seven. I want to oh, say, yeah. whoa, whoa, yeah. Whoa. I mean, he's a he's a tall statured gentleman. <laughs> the rope. So we're gonna bring we're gonna bring on our next guest, Mike Lombardi. Mike, <laughs> welcome to the pod. Hey guys, Mike, Thanks. how tall now, are you? Uh, six seven. Yeah. Okay, I was on. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, uh, now the rowing thing makes sense. It all makes sense. Oh yeah. Now. For sure. Now, yeah. Now, now I get it. Now I get it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not just some dude who thought uh, rowing rowing was fun. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us, uh, everyone that's that's listening. Um, uh, Mike, like Christian said, is a part of the, the Whoop team and uh, has some uh, things on the back end about their technological advancement. Right? Is that is that what uh? one of your roles is at whoop uh you know i everyone at whoop wears a lot of hats and uh ah, having yeah, having okay, okay. having having been there for uh i guess over three years now uh which would make me a dinosaur in whoop ages um you know it's it narrows and narrows and narrows right as the company gets bigger and, and everyone has has closer to a singular focus but still does a lot of things so um certainly in the early days um you know things where I'd say my, my fingerprints are more on or something like the uh, the expanded uh, journal entries, um, you know, things that really tie back to understanding how your body works and and more than, you know, just just your basic recovery, strain, sleep. Sure. Cool. So Christian, Christian and I are entrepreneurs and big in, in business stuff and have a lot of listeners that are the same. I'm curious because you said you're a dinosaur from – because the company's young, but you've been there for three years. What was the company like when you got there three years ago in comparison to now? Um, because you all are 
an aggressive company that has grown very quickly. Um, so yeah, I would love to just hear a little bit about that. Absolutely. So when I started, uh, my role was called elite performance manager and effectively what uh, my role was, was to work with pro teams, college teams, military divisions, um, to help them understand their data and then action it. So we were having weekly or bi-weekly calls with these groups uh, and going through setting goals and then like working with them on their training plans, working with them on their you know itineraries. Um, and that was like a major part of the business, the sort of team aspect. Uh, and the, the direct-to-consumer was still sort of build, building. So it was probably about 40, 45 people when I joined. And from that point, I would say that that was like the the base of what the current Whoop iteration is. So then over the course of the next three years, yeah, the, the head count just keeps growing and growing and growing. And you have these these sort of wild moments that you you kind of don't expect. Um, it's funny, my wife was asking me about it the other night. She's like, what were kind of the moments you remember like where Whoop just kind of took another step? One was Joe Rogan, uh, the Sober October. And when he he personally tweeted or put out on his own Instagram a whoop strap, and I think that might have actually broke our site for <laughs> like when that Man. went up. So that was wow. We were you we hear... were like, holy shit, this is insane. <clears throat> Sorry to interrupt you, but yeah. I hear this story actually all the time because there's another podcast. I guess I'll just plug it. It's called How I Built This, and it's all about entrepreneurs. And they over and over again, it's like, yeah, you know. Oprah mentioned my thing or this celebrity had my bag or, and then they're like, yep, boom, that night my site was broken. So Joe Rogan, biggest podcaster on the planet had a, that's crazy. So that was, I think that was a one big jump. Um, and then organically, we really started growing in the CrossFit community more than really any other community. Um, it was one of those things where I actually think that, um, I was one of the, the first CrossFit people on. Uh, I was training and working out of uh, CrossFit Back Bay and Fenway. I think it's Invictus Fenway now. Um, as I was going through business school, and AJ Baker, who's been at the company for like five years, um, he came over and, and kind of got the crew on. Um, at the time, it was like a young Tol Tola Moraquino and Kelsey Keel and that sort of crew. Um, training out of there so that it was a cool introduction and i remember going to wadapalooza that year i was speaking about rowing stuff and the whoop setup was literally like a pop-up tent with like four straps on it and a picnic table that was wow. that was like whoops first presence um so i think that would have been the 2017 or 2018 wadapalooza maybe 2018 wadapalooza um to then being an official partner of crossfit um you know, <laughs> a few years later. Um, so that's wild. Um, the, the other big jump points were actually PGA moments, two separate ones. I think one where I think Rory McElroy had just um, called off his engagement and then he goes out and wins like two tournaments in a row and he's got his whoop strap on. And then uh, Justin Thomas goes out, wins one and everyone's like, okay, what are these guys wearing? I was at uh pro shop in like Chatham, Massachusetts, and some guys like, Hey, is that thing Rory's wearing? And I wasn't even really aware of it yet. Um, so like it started to catch fire, it comes into golf. So we've got CrossFit and golf and 
um you know i would also say like the tim ferris types of the world let's call them like <clears throat> biohackers um, yeah mm -hmm. they're always trying to improve their life they're just trying to maximize what they can do um you know that those are the people that are started bubbling to the top here and then during uh the pandemic when it really you know kicked up we had the the respiratory rate piece um that we've always had and we started to see some correlations between a spike in respiratory rate and and covid doesn't mean you had it but you know it's you know started giving people a little bit of peace of mind and with nick watney the pga golfer right when they were starting the tour again to try and get some sports going um he tested negative looked at his whoop data he said ah, i don't know i think you should test me again and then he, he tested positive and rory mcelroy said you know i think this guy saved the tour and that was just another inflection point of like okay this yeah. is where we are and then yeah you know the, i think most of the team is actually built over 2020 2020 to now um wow so so the growth is pretty cool and uh, just recently we uh we lit up a sign and i don't know who's familiar with boston but the sitco sign is one of the most you know recognizable in boston it's you know kind of part of the skyline and you when you're at fenway park and looking over fenway park you see that sign and now there's a whoop sign right next to it um because that's gonna that's our new building um it's like eight floors like a thousand people um so we're really wow, excited to get in insane. there insane so that's yeah <laughs> that's that's where we we've come and it's you know everything has its own growing pains but it's this sort of mentality of let's what do you mean to do like sure mm -hmm. maybe my role is a little bit different like my role's changed three times in three years um and that's out of necessity you know you just you do what you need to do because you understand that the mission is is greater than yourself um and, and you just want to be a team player so nice that's that's really where we are and, and i think that's what, what continues to make whoop successful well something that stuck out was that you know as a person just from the outside seeing the the marketing and campaigns and whatever i thought from the jump that whoop was a crossfit based product like people that founded whoop were crossfitters so you're saying that wasn't even the initial intention uh, it's quite the opposite um you know it it started so will play our ceo will ahmed played squash at harvard um and <clears throat> that's sort of the genesis of the sport so like if you want to say like the backgrounds of the people that that started this company they're either engineers or just brilliant um our, our cto um does like powerlifting. um the our vp of performance science kristen holmes is a field hockey coach so like it's it's actually very different it's it's a lot of more like sort of team sports so the first few people on on whoop were like lebron james and michael phelps and like that that's how that was, i initially heard about it yeah that was kind of the root is like this is going to be you know for all the pro teams are going to do it pro leagues pro athletes and yeah to some degree like that worked um but then actually once we kind of got them in major crossfitters hands so like katrin at like the the peak of her powers um you know brooke wells a few years ago sam i think sam dancer um jared stevens like that was kind of the i think we and noble kind of had a, a semi-overlapping crew at the time both boston companies uh but once people saw that, it was like, damn, okay, I'm going to do this. And 
I think this is something that people have probably come to realize about the CrossFit community is like they're invested and they think if something's going to make them better, like let's give it a shot, whether that's knee sleeves or sneakers or wrist wraps or whatever the hell it is. Like it's, it's just the yeah, community. Like, like they when care. See, when you see yeah, somebody yeah. walking down the street in a pair of Nanos or a pair of Metcons or something like that, and it's like, oh, this person does CrossFit. It's like the same thing with a whoop strap now. Like you kind of identify and you can relate to that person that you see wearing the whoop strap, um, you know, that there's somebody that cares about their lifestyle and they're kind of invested in that. So it's definitely cool to see that it's become a, a very lifestyle driven uh, accessory piece. Yeah, I would say Real CrossFitters quick. understand it the best, to be fair, um, maybe because they've been in it the longest, but they're always measuring stuff anyway. If you're, you know, really into your nutrition, you're probably measuring your food, weighing food, you know, like. You know what kind of times you want to hit. You know what kind of weight you want to move. Um, it's just yeah. another thing. So, yeah. Real quick, everyone that's watching on YouTube, I can see y'all. Um, feel free to put in any comments, questions for Mike about uh, him personally, whoop or rowing technique. Uh, he has. <laughs> you coach Olympic rowing? What's uh, I, did, I, I did. I did for uh, for a few years. Um, Let, let's let's do this, yeah. Mike. Tell us, yeah. tell us that background, but then give us like a, your top three, either things that, you know, people, uh, do as like a faulty movement or, or mm. vice versa, three things you need to be doing to improve your rowing or whatever you, however you want to take that. Um, but, but give us that background again about you and your wife. Sorry for interrupting. Yeah, no. Um, so growing up, I, I didn't hear about rowing until high school. Um, so uh, I ended up going to uh, a school in Philadelphia that in Philadelphia is, I would say, one of the, the main rowing areas of the city. It's probably like Philly, uh, Boston, and then maybe a little bit in Florida and then northern Southern California. Not not so much in the middle of the country. Um, so that that led me to uh, I played basketball and, and then rowed as well. So then rowing is kind of what I what I took to college. Uh, I met my wife there. Uh, we both went to Princeton. And then after that point, she wanted to continue uh, kind of going for the national team, going for the Olympics, because it was when we, we graduated in 2010. So it's only two more years until the London Olympics. So it's like, all right, you know, two years, like four years is a pretty long time. If you're going to graduate like that, that's a tough graduation to Olympics. Um, so uh, we stayed in Princeton and I coached at Princeton for a few years and started helping her out a little bit because we, we sort of rode on the same body of water. Uh, and then after that cycle, she, so she did go to the London Olympics. She came in in fourth place by this much. Uh, she said, I got to go for another one. And she got hurt. Um, didn't really know what was going on. Couldn't sit down for like nine months. She like, couldn't, couldn't sit comfortably. Uh, and then we actually just, this is how we got into CrossFit. Uh, we, we went to California and met, uh, Kelly Starrett and Brian McKenzie. And basically in two weeks she was pain-free and, and hasn't been hurt again. So, um, Basically, muscles not firing, moving incorrectly uh, from the same repetitive motion. Yeah, like that's that's pretty common. So um, that that second cycle, I, I so from like thirteen to sixteen, uh, I coached her, um, a couple of other athletes outside of the training center. So rowing works if there's if you want to make certain boats, you're in a, a a training camp, and other boats are sort of like at large. You go to a trials uh, event, and then you can just kind of qualify. So um, that's kind of what we did. And out of that, we developed this sort of program of, you know, less volume, higher quality, higher intensity, 
something hard every day. And that could be something in the weight room um, with, with a big focus on strength. So um, completely changed our, you know, how we do things. And, and that's kind of where we are. So in the, it, to answer your question on what are the three things um, that people should work on or think about, uh, Sarah and I, Sarah's my wife, we actually made a video with Reebok um, a few years ago. I think it's called like the science of rowing. It has like five tips in there. So I, I like that's a, that's a really easy digestible one. Um, several things, uh, man, where to start? Where do you want me to start? Where do you think your rowing's bad <laughs> or could be improved? Not bad. Christian, you're the professional athlete. You, you, uh, answer that. For me personally, I tend to, uh, open up a little early. Yeah. So from the catch position, I tend to like slide my torso back too soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that's, a pretty big fault of mine. Okay. Take, I know that's going to take like a lot of repetition to out train that. Um, it's not terrible, but yeah, no, I, I, I think that I think that's probably a pretty common one. Um, the the misconception that people have about rowing is that it it should feel heavy and it shouldn't. Like uh, the same way we, like we we move a deadlift, right? I think people probably equate a deadlift or a clean similarly to the rowing stroke where, yeah, you want to, it's heavy. You want to feel the load where rowing, you really just want to get the flywheel up and running and just kind of tap it along. Once you kind of you've hit that rhythm. Um, I would say it's closer to a sumo deadlift high pull than it is to a deadlift or a clean where there's a point where it sort of like reaches a, a you know, a peak speed and it just kind of floats up. That's, that's kind of the rowing stroke. Um, so big things set up, um, you know, when you're setting uh, your foot height, you should probably have your your big toe um, in solid contact with that thick part of the foot plate. So if you're like way above that and your toes just like way up, uh, you're probably putting yourself in a position where you can't hit an optimal hinge, um, which to some degree is why some people open up earliest because they can never actually get in the right position. Um, so set okay, yourself up. So, yeah. so I, I always put my ball of my foot on that hard part. So I need to lower a little bit to get my big toe to it. You could, yeah, it like it's an in between, and obviously it's a flexibility thing. Um, so like if you have good ankle mobility and like what are your dimensions? Like, do you, if you have long legs, long torso, like it's going to be slightly different, but that's just a cool, good rule of thumb. Um, got it, got it. Big, 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 totally in contact with that foot plate. Um, if, yeah, if you're, wa- <clears throat> if you're watching on YouTube, I just put in our comments section um, that direct link to that video that mike did for reebok so don't click on it yet obviously keep listening to our chat here with uh mike but uh know that that uh that rowing tutorial video that they put together is in our comment section of this video so check that out the the thing you talked about christian um the opening uh so there's something that there's a screen that literally nobody uses besides maybe rowers and I, i don't think even enough rowers use it um, it's a power curve screen. So if you're kind of going through, or if you're just on the C2 monitor, it just hit the second hash mark down on the right side. It will take the bottom half of your screen and it will turn it into a power curve. And effectively what it's showing you is, you know, where are you applying force throughout the stroke? And ideally, you know, in that sort of uh, quadrant, we're just looking for like a nice smooth bell curve. So we want to see an acceleration that hits a peak and then in, it doesn't like drop completely drop off or there's not a secondary pull with the arms it's a simple okay we've hit our peak acceleration and then we've completed the stroke so it's really a squeeze and and just kind of a let the handle to come to you as opposed to 
pulling. Like pulling is the wrong way. It's it's a push. Like it, rowing is a pushing movement. It's not a pulling movement. Um, so you could do a Put, lot of legs only. Yeah, pushing with the feet is what you're referring to, right? Yeah, it's or a push not? and hang. Yeah, it's a push and hang. Um, with it from a hinge position. So you know the points of performance are very similar to. This is where it's it's you can use weightlifting as a comparison for points of performance, but not for feel. So like, you know, when you change direction out of the catch, hips should move, handle should move, shoulders move all at the same speed. Um, but it shouldn't feel heavy. You shouldn't be grabbing. If anything, you, you, you have the load and you're not like super scaps retracted, you know, like there's, there's an interesting looseness. Like it's, there's still some athleticism required with the change of direction in the rowing stroke. So this is um, fascinating. Christian, is your, is your mind, are you just like, is your mind blowing up right now? I'm definitely soaking this up right now. So this, this is great. This is, I was not expecting to talk to uh, one of the prominent team members of whoop and get a huge ass rowing lesson on this uh, podcast. It's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, the raw. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I could go on and on about it. It's it's. It, you're right. It is about repetition. But if you got to be doing the right repetition, so like, um, the other thing I would say that it, it just let's put this as the third piece is people stop at the wrong place in a stroke. Um, you should think about it completing one stroke at a time. So when you are you know taking the stroke at the catch, you push the finish position with your legs flat the handle at your body, you sitting up off the seat um, and your body probably, you know, 25 ish degrees open from, from straight up and down. Like that's the point where you, you breathe. Okay. Like that's like, you don't like do the old pull in and then let the hands come out and drop. It's like complete this stroke. And then you go get another stroke. The hands lead out, the body hinges over and then the, the legs release. So um, when I, when I see the old, hands in and then just like drop the hands it that's the thing that makes me want to just be like take a lap take a lap <laughs> um so and, and you'll see it in the power curve like it doesn't make sense right and there's no other movement in your life that you do that you don't i'm gonna go back to the deadlift you don't do a deadlift pull it up to the top stand it up and then be like no no i'm gonna go back to to middle of my legs middle of my quad and then i'm gonna rest there and then i'm gonna go do another deadlift right um it's just it doesn't make any sense. So, um, th those, those are pretty basic. I like that ones. analogy. <clears throat> I, I don't know how people don't really, really think about it that way. Like, I guess because it's, it's a little bit less every time, but you know, like that's how people end up with like little micro fractures and back issues. Cause do it over and over. Yeah. Like you wouldn't do it for one RM deadlift. So why would you do it a thousand times on the rowing machine? Wow. I got one more before we move on from rowing. Yeah. 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 What about the person that says, what should my damper be at? Okay. So this is where you can't use a number you, or you can't use the, the numbers on the side. You have to use the computer. Um, so do you drag guys say, factor. yeah. Do you guys set your drag factor? Yeah. You, not every, actually... not every time I get on, but uh, no. Yeah. If I, I'm, I, if I, I'm <laughs> doing like an open workout or quarterfinals workout or something like that, I, I try to make sure all those things are dialed in. So a rule yeah, yeah. of thumb. When, <laughs> yeah. when you asked and I said, yeah, that meant, yeah, one time, like five years ago. And then I, and, and then I, and then I thought like, oh, that, that's it. Like, I'm, I'm good to go. Like, that's. I've uh, done that's it. it. Yeah. I've, I've arrived. I'm a rower now. 
Um, yeah, yeah, so yeah. every machine is different in every gym, right? <laughs> They're all different depending on how new they are, um, what the upkeep is. Um, I went to a wedding in Ireland like four years ago, and they had a rowing machine in, in the hotel gym. I had to put it all the way up to 10, and still the drag factor was like 75. So more or less the machine was like unrowable. Um, so <laughs> the the rule of thumb for rowing in general, and this is... Uh, it's probably true with, with moving any sort of load is like, you can only push as hard as your, your core is strong enough to withstand. Right. So yeah, you could put a really heavy drag on, but what's going to happen is you're going to push your legs, your hips are going to move and you're just basically going to like jolt your body. And then you're going to put all this loading on your, on your rib cage. Uh, and it's going to be shitty and it's going to be less powerful. And eventually you're going to hurt yourself. Um, so our, what, what we generally tell people, uh, is for a man, between 120 and 130 on the drag factor. So if you're going into the computer, more options, display drag factor. All you got to do is take like five or six strokes. Uh, just normally a number is going to populate. Uh, if it's below 120, kick it up a little bit. If it's too high, kick it back down. But you're going to find that number where you're like, this is right. Um, so 120 to 130. And for women, probably like 105 to 115, maybe 120. If you're doing something that's repetitive, um, like let's say some rounds for time, uh, you, you probably want something where you can, you can kind of clip it along. Um, let's say that, you know, I've, you got to do 40 cows for time or something. You could probably put it a little bit heavier if you know that you can like sort of sustain it. The thing I always come back to is that the world record in rowing is on a, for 2000 meters on the rowing machine is, uh, five, 536 and change. But I think it's like 536.2, 536.4. That's like a 123, 124 split for 2000 meters. And this dude Gross. did it. Yeah. So this guy did it at a 120 drag factor. So like, you know, you don't, to say that you need to go fast uh, or you need a heavy drag to go fast, you don't. Generally what's going to happen is most people don't have the muscular endurance. They're going to feel great in that first round. And they're going to be like, man, my legs are really tired. And it's like, just get a little more proficient with, with the movement. Um, and then you can see where you go, but you really don't need to go that heavy. All right. That's what I would say. So anybody, anybody rowing on 10, I will tell you without a shadow of a doubt, you're, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> there you have it, folks. Some nuggets right there. Some gold nuggets from the man, Mike. <laughs> from, from row fishing. Is that, is that, uh, that spelling's correct, right? That is correct. That? Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and that was something we'll we came that... up with however old we were. Yeah. And it's just stuck. Oh, oh gotcha. Gotcha. Um, yeah, if you're watching on YouTube again, um, you can see that link in the description of this episode. And if you're listening on a podcast platform, I'll make sure that I also put that link, um, for row fishing. You can check out more things, uh, that Mike has to say as far as all the, <laughs> I, honestly, all the... <laughs> it's, more, it's more my wife stuff. You know, like I, uh, I, I'm more, I, I, I like to play the coach role, um, you know, I, I'm a capable athlete, uh, but uh -huh, uh -huh. I, I, I get way more out of the the programming and, and helping people improve as opposed to like, yeah, like I stay fit and I'm healthy and that's great. But, you know, like it's it's really about helping other people, you know, reach a level or, or find something about themselves that they, they didn't know. So. Mm. Well, awesome. You might have to like bring you back on for a part two and just keep talking about rowing. Cause... <laughs> we can talk rowing whenever you guys want. You send me that'll, videos, that'll... We'll, I'll, I'll do a coach's eye for you. You can put that up on the oh, site, no problem. Okay, oh, nice. Okay. 
yeah, maybe get a, a, a rowing a rowing track, uh, Christian. Put a rowing track on MFLH train. Careful now. I know. <laughs> Our, uh, we could, we, we I don't. Can, I don't think can, I uh, like how that one goes. <laughs> we can we can dedicate a a three month cycle for the AM session to be rowing uh, rowing only, or maybe like I, three times a week or something. Yeah, I was gonna say. Cool, I think I, going going from nothing to that many times per week, like, uh, is probably a lot. I think if you if you pepper it in two or three times with cycling and and running, you know, like it's it's a good combination. And then you could build the volume up. It's like anything; you need to earn your volume. Like cycling is probably mm-hmm. the lowest skill in terms of the ability to just kind of hop on it and do it. Um, I think running and rowing, particularly as as there is some a bit more wear and tear on on your body, um, it is one of those things you need to accumulate and sort of earn your volume before you just say, "Yeah, I'm going to go run ten miles." I like that. Earn your volume. Earn yeah. It. Christian, I'm sure you always get a lot of people reaching out to you about wanting more, 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 or your maybe your members at the gym and stuff like that. So I know as a coach, we're always trying to combat the, uh, the, the civilians of the world. I I'll say just coming, coming at you saying, Oh, I want to do three workouts a day and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like to, to folks like that, I always say, be the best class athlete first before you, you know, start adding and all this other volume and wanting to compete and do all this other stuff. So I think that's so true. On your class. (laughs) Yeah. Like I, I used to not be like an open gymmer, but like, I would always like do a good amount of extra work. And sometimes I would, I would not do the, the class workout. Um, like before, right when I started a whoop, I might just like come in at like the 6 a.m. and and just kind of like tuck in the corner and, and do whatever was in my head. Uh, but once I like the best I actually ever got across it was when I was just taking class every day. And if I did one or two extra things like after that, that was fine. But yeah, like there's there's no substitute for getting in class. And yeah, can the, the people can can I add more weight? Like just win the class first and then we can talk about it. Right. So uh, I think that's great advice. Cool. Nice. I think people un- under undervalue as well, just like the difference that it makes having a set of eyes on you. Yeah. Um, you know, when you're an open gym athlete, right, you're kind of training on your own all the time. So it's hard to really know if you're making progress. So even if you're somebody that is an open gym athlete, I always suggest taking a class every now and again, just to get some eyes on you, brush things up, clean it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You, can, you can always be a little better. So let's uh, take a turn, go back to whoop. Um, there's a, <laughs> there's a topic of conversation that I wanted to, to bring up Christian, myself with a few other ventures. We start small and then just been chipping away. Like you're a typical small business model with whoop. You bring on someone like LeBron or, or you're, you're shelling out money. You're, you're getting investments. You're, you know, yada, yada, yada. And maybe, Mike, you can also draw to your experience with Rowficient, you know. How is that different or what are the advantages, pros, cons? What's that experience been like to be a part of something that's been so aggressive, I'll say, um, in growth and in advertising and in getting sponsored athletes, so on and so forth. I think it's really in the mentality of the, 
your your internal team um and i that really charts the course for anything um we we tend to describe whoop employees as uh high intensity with high humility um so everybody's always wants to push 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 um but it's also very okay with being like no this person has a better idea or you know that's that's wrong. like very open to feedback and again it, it's that team mentality so um you know it, i i think with with whoop and with anything like there there you need a little bit of luck um you could have a lot of the the secret sauce like that that's the key right you have you have to have a great product like mflh is, is an outstanding product um whoop's a great product i i i know reference is a great product um like these like you you can't sell bullshit eventually like people catch on um once you have that then it is about you know doing some market research what who who is naturally drawn to what you're doing so Rowfishing actually started as what we saw was gonna we, we thought that crossfit was gonna be like hey we want some rowing help and what ended up being is this is like for like masters and collegiate and junior rows or people that are training outside the system that like need guidance like it, it's it's a rowing program for rowers like you kind of don't know the same thing with like whoop and crossfit we were like hey you know this this probably isn't going to hit and and this is uh, it's funny i had this conversation with aj baker who who was going door to door i think he had 50 straps and he's going door to door um trying to get crossfits to to take whoop straps um in 2017. so like then all of a sudden it hits and you're like wow okay that's something um so i i think it's a little bit of a move fast fail fast change um and like learn and change like I, I think that that's what i've seen with whoop a lot especially in the early days nowadays everything's much more thought out as the team is bigger um and investments mean more and 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 things have to hit better um but uh, you know there, there requires a certain combination of vision and creativity but also like boost on the ground to get it done so it's sort of yeah. like I want to, I'll talk about like whoop live, uh, for, you know, like in the sense of like whoop stuff, when that came out, I think even, even internally, we thought this is pretty cool. Where's it going to go? And our CMO had always had the vision, like this is going to, we will be in broadcast. That's where we're going to, like, this is just going to be the new normal. And, you know, a year and a half, two years later, it's becoming a reality, right? We're in the CrossFit games. We're in the PGA will be in other sport. We're in NASCAR. Like, okay, cool. Like, that's really cool. Um, for, and, sorry to interrupt you. For everyone yeah. listening, you're talking about on the screen, uh, you guys displaying what the the heart rate is while they're the metrics. Yeah, yeah. So live heart rate. We yeah CrossFit Games. So yeah. So what we saw in the CrossFit Games for all of you that watch that same thing's happening in nascar when someone's driving they'll pull up the whoop data while they're in the car and blah, blah. yeah yeah so P oh, pga cool. was very the cool. was was the first one crossfit was the second and nascar actually we've done live strain accumulation as well so it's heart rate and strain and that's something you know like that's that's the new frontier so how can we start pushing that um with the tour de france we didn't have the integration, the sense of the live heart rate, but we did 
do pieces with like the broadcast team with like this is the riders recovery strain and sleep from yesterday like no wonder he performed this way or you know positively or negatively so just making it like normalized um i I think that that's for for a product like whoop that is pretty heady value proposition and if you want to go deep into it you can you can go in a rabbit hole of how deep do you want to go and learn about yourself um you know that that just takes time so it, it it's it's a combination of time hard work and, and that sort of overarching vision um i think that leads anything and like the the thing i talk about with the team is like are you still like waking up and like passionate about it every day you know and talking to christian and and joe i can tell as well like i know you guys are passionate about this stuff like so if if at any point like there's everybody's gonna have downs like down periods like i don't know but like if if you're do if for like somebody told me i think it was like a 90 day rule like if if you go like 90 days and you don't find any like enjoyment or passion in those 90 days it's time it's done you should stop doing it um and i i think that's a pretty good rule like that's a three months is a is a good run of time to have no good days uh, so um, I agree. <laughs> like it, it, you're you're giving it a, a real try uh and if you do then great and, and and build on that success but um never let the never let the highs get too high the lows get too low but do celebrate the wins and 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 we've certainly done that at whoop uh along the way of hey like the the rogan moment this is really cool we haven't arrived yet so it's always the i think it's kind of that mentality of even great coaches they win a championship and they say cool what do we got to do next year to repeat like it's 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 a quick uh this was what i was supposed to do now let me now let me go get the next thing so uh but celebrating a little more than that than like a belichick or a popovich um you know <laughs> we'll take like a day they, to they celebrate look... <laughs> yeah <laughs> win yeah. win or win or lose you really can't tell whether they won or lost or not because they're they're stone faced the entire time yeah, yeah. so I, I know that was like so much just kind of all over the place but um you know having, no, no. having been able to see it from from a lot of different places i i think um it's cool and and, and you never want to alienate who who's drawn to you like you got to remember that yeah. like you, you don't want to bite the hand that feeds yeah 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 great advice I mean, one uh one what, what's going on you got a lightning storm over there christian what's going on um is, <laughs> going <up. laughs> all right all right chris the, the man of the hour uh one thing that really stood out and it's a recurring theme that i hear from people and i'm glad you brought it up is just like the very beginning, I forget the guy's name. You said he he went to a CrossFit gym or a few trying to oh, pass AJ. out 50. AJ, shout, out, shout out to AJ Baker. There you yeah. go. AJ Baker just, you know, putting a uh, pound in the pavement, as they say, passing out all these whoop straps, just trying to make it happen. But no one really sees that or knows that. All they see or know is once, you know, Rogan had the strap or where you've quote unquote made it in the public's eye, but what they don't realize is you got boots on the floor in the very beginning, just trying to make it happen. And I think that's what deters people so much from starting their own ventures or their own dreams is because they look at products or businesses like whoop and only see the middle to the uh, later rounds of, of where they're at as a, as a, as a business, as opposed to, Hey, 
it didn't just happen. Like AJ was freaking begging people to take these things, you know, like now they are who they are, but all that to say, you got to put that they in perspective. They are who we thought they were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, everything everything you shared was uh, super valuable. So I appreciate that, Christian. You know, I don't want to put you on the spot. Do you know? Do you know what your uh, what's your whoop code? Do you know what your whoop code is? I could pull it up right now. Yeah, like pull that, for people pull, to join my that, group. Yeah, uh, the the group or the discount code for uh, getting their own whoop strap. Um, because I I enjoy when I talk to Christian about training and and him telling me like his strain and uh, watching him at Spartan games and him uh, showing like uh, what his results were on his whoop after like the, ha- the half marathon and all that stuff. Man, I basically a record th- day for me. <laughs> basically you, you, you looked at it and you thought maybe he wasn't still living. Like you thought maybe he was dead or something. <laughs> <laughs> so the, uh, my link um, to sign up for whoop is join.whoop.com backslash I am Chris Harris. Okay. Cool. We'll put that in the comments of uh, this episode as well. Uh, Christian, what's your favorite thing about Whoop, your Whoop strap? I like seeing the strain score, seeing how high I can get it. I usually basically try to keep it consistent on a daily basis. Um, I try to go 16 plus on the daily. And I know if I did not, I'm pretty uh, feeling like a piece of shit that day. <laughs> and and then how how about your uh your code do you know your code uh to get into the group no no for uh don't you have a discount code like whatever christian 20 or christian it's, 10 it's or automatically applied with the link. boom okay there you go so if so you hit the link, link it's automatically applied amazing amazing my last question for mike before i turn it over to you christian is same question as the rowing one what what do you know that people that uh, have their own whoop don't take full advantage of because there's so many amazing features to it, but some people, you know, they don't do their due diligence to know what it all is capable of doing. So tell us a little bit about that. I think that the journal is underutilized. I think people are excited about it in the beginning and then they, they stop answering the questions and then they, they stop figuring out things about themselves. So um, it's one of those things you have to kind of update frequently. If something turns out to be a good behavior or positive for you, then it just becomes the default and you can pull that out. You know that like you always sleep with an eye mask or something. Uh, go go try another little micro experiment and don't do 10 at once. Like simple, simple is best. Go drink some more water. Like I, I think that those, like everyone's trying to do this, all this crazy shit. Like I had, you know, do hot and cold therapy. It's like, like, what are you eating? When are you eating it? How much water are you drinking? Like what's the temperature of your room? Like the, the most basic things like deal, yeah. deal with that first. And then you could, once you, once you nailed that, start going crazy. Um, in terms of strain, I, I think Christian talking about, it, he wants to get through 16 like that, that that's, from years of knowing his own body uh what a strain looks like for christian obviously has a certain amount of uh you know output for the day like that you know between coaching and entrepreneurship and 
uh, family and, and, and all that stuff, you know, it, it all adds up and he knows what that picture. So it doesn't mean if you're listening, you should go try and get a 16 strain. Um, I almost never have a 16 strain. Um, and that like my, that's fine for me. Uh, I look at strain as a byproduct of whatever is happening. So I'm also not a professional athlete, uh, but I, I do think it's important for people that are just kind of using it, uh, you know, to think about it in terms of, wow, that was way harder than I thought it was going to be, uh, like in terms of just like a day. So when you think it's like a recovery day, make sure that like your strain actually indicates that that was a recovery day. It doesn't mean like, let me be on my feet for 12 hours and walk around and do some errands and that it's like, then you up with a 14 strain on an off day. And it's like, well, what did you just do? That wasn't a recovery day at all. Um, yeah. if, if you're a pro athlete, but, yeah, it definitely holds you accountable for that in that regard, for sure. So understanding that, and then I would also tell people to, to just kind of deep dive your sleep a little bit. So sleep performance is the most basic level of, am I getting enough sleep? Once you're getting like 85% and above good job, like consistently, um, go ahead, tap into the sleep screen and see how much REM and slow wave sleep you're getting as well as your sleep efficiency. So sleep efficiency is once you go to sleep, how well are you staying asleep or are you waking up a bunch of times throughout the night? So that, that's a percentage. So, you know, like let's, let's have that as high as possible. Definitely over 90%. If you can get it up to 95 plus percent, you, you're really nailing a lot of things. Um, and then look at REM, how much REM sleep you're getting and how much slow wave sleep you're getting. And you're going to do a quick little calculation uh, as we don't present it as a percentage of your total night of sleep. But so if let's you know if you see that you got eight hours of sleep and you got three hours of REM and two hours of slow wave sleep, do the quick five five ace five ace of my night was spent in you know that the sort of restorative sleep. That's outstanding. Um, really, what the number you should be shooting for is like forty five to fifty percent of okay. your night spent in a combination of slow wave and REM. And if you're not hitting that, you know that's where you start to tinker. Cool. Okay. Very helpful. I had a I had a pretty interesting stat from my journal. Yeah. After reporting dairy 37 times in the past 90 days, your sleep performance typically increased by 5%. Really? I thought that was a very interesting stat because I kind of I try to stay away from dairy as much as possible. And I just found that to be very interesting. Was the dairy always ice cream? <laughs> it's either either like uh, either ice cream or like I use this tzatziki sauce. Okay. So I guess like yogurt based product. Yeah. Right. It's a good thing to know. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> you, you, things you might not necessarily expect. It's helping me sleep. <laughs> yeah. And, and for yes. some people, it might, it might not be that way. Mike, I have one more thing. Before yeah. we uh, wrap this up, um, a question that I get a lot of basically has to do with HRV, why you should be looking at it, how to measure it, quote unquote, what's a good HRV score. Got it. Um, you know, some of the things that I, I know about HRV is that a good score is dependent on you personally, right? So you're not going to measure your score against anyone else's. Um, and it's also going to tell you, it's like the biggest indicator of how well recovered you are. Is that, am I right with that? Uh, yeah, 
in, in the most basic terms. Uh, sure. Yeah. So heart rate variability is basically a number that we get uh, as we're measuring your autonomic nervous system, which is built of two branches, sympathetic and parasympathetic. So sympathetic speeds you up, parasympathetic, parasympathetic slows you down. And the higher that number is relative to your baseline. So like you said, the important thing is you are measuring yourself versus your own baseline, not you versus Christian or Mike or anybody else. Um, so you're improving against your own numbers. And the higher your number, which we, we measure in milliseconds, um, is above your, your baseline, the more receptive your heart is to receive these signals, either from the sympathetic or parasympathetic branches, to either speed up or slow down. So it's, yeah, if you want to call that readiness, it's how ready your body is to handle any stimulus and respond quickly. Uh, the lower that number, you're going to feel a little sluggish, you know, like your reaction time might not be as high, like any of that kind of stuff, or your, your muscles aren't going to fire the same. So like, yes, that, that number is kind of telling you how, you know, the, the check engine light or the, you know, the, the gas gauge a little bit. It doesn't mean you can't do things on, on days with lower heart rate variability, but it's probably going to be harder. And yeah, always measure you versus yourself. Cool. In everything Thank in you. life, right? <laughs> you versus Actually, yeah. you. I guess unless you have a business that you need to keep afloat. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you can say that again. Um <laughs> Christian, do you want to put Mike on the hot seat or uh, what do you think? Yeah, it's time. All right, Mike, get nervous, okay? You're, you're going sure. on the hot seat. Love it. All right, we've got about five or six questions, basically short answer form. First thing that comes to your head with each, with each of these. You ready to rock? Okay. Yeah. All right. Would you rather move fast or lift heavy? Uh, move fast. Coffee or pre-workout? Coffee. Current favorite sneaker does not have to be a workout shoe. Oh, current. that Do I have to own it? I have to own it, right? Yeah. Okay. I, I'll just stick with my my uh, off-white uh, blazers. Oh, okay. Yeah. My man. <laughs> favorite <laughs> brunch food? Uh, chicken waffles. Oh, I like it. If you had to pick one exercise for the rest of your life. Or oh, one movement. One movement. Oh man. Uh, maybe a power clean. Solid choice. Give us an idea of what your current playlist looks like. <laughs> Whatever's on Spotify. Uh, it depends what I'm doing. Uh, it's usually be like, okay, do I want some hip hop? Let me just find something. Um, how intense do I feel like being, uh, I don't know. I've, I've been going through a rotation of, uh, Kanye chance, the rapper, and then whatever the sort of like beast mode playlists are on when I'm just like doing some like longer cardio, like those imams that you were talking about at the beginning, just yep, kind of yep. like, I need something in the background. I just kind of like, I hear it, but I'm not really listening. Got it. That's all I got for you. Mike, good job. <laughs> you <that>. survived. <laughs> the, power the power clean answer. I'm, I'm about that. I'm about that. I'm about it. Yeah, it's like my I default. It's for, like, I have one yeah, for both short of on you time. Guys. 
Yeah. Power or squat clean? No, power uh, always. Power, oh. power clean. Squat all day. No way. I don't want to grind out of the bottom there. <laughs> you're, just, you're, just wanna... you're a squatty. You're a good squat guy. I mean, you know how tall I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. True. That, yeah. Christian, you should have, for me. <laughs> I respect it. <laughs> five foot nothing. Maybe I would say squat clean, but for Mike, that was a no brainer. You know, it was a no brainer. Yeah, that's, that's a layup. Yeah. Power clean all day. Mike, we're going to let you go on the pod, but if you have just like two minutes, please hang out. I want to ask you something behind the scenes uh, that, you know, it's super top secret. So the listeners can't hear. Okay. All right. Hang out. All right. We appreciate you. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Thanks guys. Thanks Mike. Okay. That, I mean, Christian, that that was a lot of, a lot of good tidbits in that one, folks. You know, I was on vacation and I thought that I was going to just do this like cute scuba lesson lesson thing. So I'm scuba diving, right? And then I freaking find a pirate ship with treasures everywhere. Like that was that <laughs> podcast just now. Like I thought I was just going to do some cute little podcast for the 150th time. But no, there was, there was treasure everywhere. Can you believe it? For sure. I think uh, you're going to need to put like some notes at certain I- sections. I know. I'm telling you, I right. have to do like timestamps uh, for this thing so that our <laughs> listeners can get the full effect of what we just went through. Mike Lombardi. Got to be a solid, solid combo right there. I should have known with that epic last name of his. Should have known. <laughs> should have known. Okay, my dude. Anything, uh, anything from you? That's all I got for today. Okay, y'all. Christian Harris. Exiting the building, six foot one, 202 pounds. See you later, bro. Later. Work hard, stay humble. All right, there we go. Move Fast, Lift Heavy podcast. Another one in the books. Thanks so much for tuning in. That was a fun one. They're all fun, but, you know, that was great. That was great. Uh, forget, rate, subscribe, leave a comment. If you want to try out Move Fast, Lift Heavy training online, you can just go to movefastlifthheavy.com or mflhtrain.com. We'll have those links in the description of this episode. If you're on a podcast platform and you keep hearing all this like YouTube, YouTube, blah, 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 check us out on YouTube. Christian, every weekend, we're posting a weekly workout that he does from our training program. You can watch him suffer a bit and then give the workout a go yourself. So thanks again for tuning in. I'm Joe Roscoe. We'll see you next time. My name is Christian Harris. I'm a CrossFit athlete, coach, trainer, and founder of Move Fast Latte. MFLH has always been more than just apparel. It's a way to train, it's a lifestyle to live, and now we've leveled up that mantra by creating our online training platform. Move Fast Latte now provides personal online programming. Programming can be done either in a gym with a garage gym setup or even from the comfort of your own home with a dumbbell or even at body weight. This isn't just your typical workout block. You'll have unlimited access to our coaching staff to ask questions and submit technique videos. MFLH has always been more than just an apparel line. Now you can be a part of the team. Click the link to get started 
let's get to work. <laughs> 